What is up, everybody? Welcome to this week's edition of the Dense Pixels Podcast. I'm your host, Brad, quarantined away from my co-hosts, Micah hey. and Carrie. What's up? Uh, Terrence is here. I can only assume he has the coronavirus, so R.I.P. and peace, Terrence. He got Terrence. that Rona from uh, that, that old white woman at the grocery <laughs> store. Yeah. Hope yeah. that bread was worth it. Terrence not feeling well. Hopefully it's nothing serious, um, but he's been working from home for the past week or so, so. Yeah. One one hopes that uh nothing nothing crazy going on, but we'll find out. Uh let's get right into it. Carrie, mm-hmm. uh you and my wife and 50% of my Facebook friends <laughs> and most of gaming Twitter uh have been playing Animal Crossing New Horizons all weekend long. Yeah. A game that myself and Micah I don't I I don't think can just understand the appeal of doesn't really jive or or still anything else, but tell us why this game is apparently awesome. Well, first of all, it's coming at a great time. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> a game where I'll you say. can escape everyday life and uh, move to a deserted island with some cute animals and build the life that you want to live and take out a no interest loan to build a house and not have to worry about bills and not have to worry about your job or your life or anything like that. Yeah. It's coming at a great time. I would say that it's coming out at an essential time. Ah, yeah. Good for you, Micah. Um, yeah, it's hard to explain like to someone who hasn't played animal crossing, like, what do you do in Animal Crossing? It's just like, yo, we just out here vibing, man. Like, <laughs> ain't no big deal. Uh, the big thing about Animal Crossing as a franchise is that it takes place in real time. So it is, as we are recording this, a little after 6 p.m., uh, the sun's starting to go down. So I imagine the sun's starting to go down on my island, and it's fine. And different bugs and fish will be out depending on what time of day it is, and you can catch things and donate them to the museum and uh a lot of thing about new horizons is like you're you're building up this deserted island like you literally get there and the whole place is covered in weeds and uh there's not really anything worth doing for the first few days on the island and then you know you build your house and then the two people who move to this island with you like they get houses and then Tom Nook is like, hey, you know what? I think I want to build this up into a community. So let me let me call my museum curator friend. So you bring Blathers to the island and then you build more houses for new people to move into and you build a shop. And so it's like slowly but surely becoming like a an actual community. Uh, but like you've decided sort of like where everything goes. So it's got the a larger sort of community planning aspect to it than even New Leaf did and I don't know. It's just nice. It's nice to be able to hang out with your friends and multiplayer and Animal Crossing and just like chill on their island for a little while since you can't really see anyone in the real world right now. Yeah, well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's the one place you don't have to be socially distant. Exactly. Uh, I can... saw something really cute on Twitter where it was like two people had to like cancel their whole wedding because of the coronavirus. So instead, they held a wedding in game and like their best friends came and like. Did a little thing in the game, and I'm like, I don't know, it's really cute. It's just a cute, fun time. It's I'll nice to be to, able uh, to to do that right now. I'll have to tell that to my sister who had to cancel her wedding. Mm. Oh, did she? Was she supposed yeah. to, supposed to be soon? 
Uh, it was supposed to be in April. Oh. I think I think everyone knows somebody that's had to that's had to upset the apple cart with a wedding with yep. uh, with this situation. It really sucks. We're going to talk about the the coronavirus later in the show. Um, hope we don't get demonetized on YouTube or pulled down because oh. apparently they're <laughs> apparently they're cracking down on uh, so even I the fucking mention of that word. We don't put it in. As long as you don't put it in like the title of the video, you're mm-hmm. good. But who knows? Not me. <laughs> so, but, uh, uh, if uh, if Animal Crossing doesn't suit your fancy, there's a couple of games that came out this week. We're gonna go in reverse order here. Uh, Moons of Madness came out for PS4 and Xbox One. Uh, Bleeding Edge, the new game um, from Ninja Theory, is on Xbox One and PC. Uh, the Legend of Heroes: Trades of Cold Ste- Trails of Cold Steel Three came out on PC. It's been out on PS4 for a little bit. Uh, Half-Life Alex came out on PC this week. Now, the other half of gaming Twitter, uh, is talking about how amazing this game is. Now, Half-Life Alex is the first new Half-Life game in 13 years. Um, mm-hmm. but it's also a VR game. So it's, it's funny because like gaming Twitter, mostly populated, you know, or at least the ones that I follow, I should say, uh, with gaming journalists are all talking about <laughs> yeah. this game because they all own... VR headsets for PC. Right. Your average consumer, I don't know if they're really if this is even on their radar right now. Um probably not. I mean, if you have a VR headset, this is probably on your radar because it's apparently one of the best VR games out there. Mm-hmm. Um but if you don't have a VR, I imagine this isn't going to make you want to get it unless you're a huge Half-Life fan and this is just the new content you've been waiting more than a decade for. <laughs> uh, someone's going to have to explain to me why I, Half-Life is is the phenomenon that it is. I just I just don't get it. And maybe it's because when it came out, um, I obviously didn't play on PC. Half-Life definitely would not have been the type of game that I would have been playing around that time. So I was kind of oblivious to it. Uh, you know, back in in the zeitgeist, but I, I mean, just don't I think a, a large part of it is, um, it it came out and and it hooked a lot of people. Um, this is a an early game that was that was on PC. Um, so I think the story is pretty compelling, um, but it also ended on a cliffhanger, and that'll drive you nuts. Believe me, I know from experience that'll drive you nuts. Um, so I think that's the the cliffhanger ending of um, Half Life Two Episode Two is largely what's driving sort of the uh, furor of people demanding new content. So, Michael, what were you going to say? Expect. Yeah, I, I think it's the Final Fantasy Seven thing, right? Like this might have been people's introduction to. Uh, good story-based first-person shooter and i'm sure it is and uh you know everybody's got uh it hits everybody in the feels you know what i mean like it's it's good it is but uh much like final fantasy 7 it's really good it is but it's you know i'm seeing things like perfection and uh, you know uh, <laughs> that that just I, I don't know I don't know um, but yeah it's just nostalgia man it's it's nostalgia it's one of those things that 
if it kept going and going and going, people wouldn't care as much about it. But because it 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 didn't, they didn't crank out a bunch of them. And because, like Carrie said, the story is incomplete. It's it's just grown into something that's uh, uh, beyond what anyone could ever. They could never do an episode three. They could never do another like full on half life. I don't know. Maybe maybe they'll be emboldened now to be able to do that because of how yeah. well received this one has been. Look, it's either gonna it's either it's it's gonna be two extremes, right? It's gonna be people just creaming themselves all over it. <laughs> Or people are just going to be so let down by whatever they have in their head that, you know, I, I don't know. For me, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. But, uh, hey, I don't make video games. so. But, yeah, that's it for uh, the new releases this week. If uh, if you want to travel back to 2004. I, I, don't, I don't know if you do want to do that. <laughs> with with, with, with <laughs> what you're about to say. Uh, and you want to pick up Half-Life on PlayStation 2. Wow. You can go to <laughs> you can I'm going to skip I'm going to I'm going to flip them. I'm going to flip them. I'm going to do the Amazon read oh, Okay, you're keeping us on our toes. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to 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 switch things up a bit. You can go to densepixels.com/amazon. And then you can search for Half-Life and you could pay $164.99 wow. for a PS2 version of Half-Life. Which I'd have to imagine is, is that like greatly inferior. Uh, I think so. And you can pay... I'm going to check what the, the eBay is for this. Because that doesn't okay. make any sense. Okay, but but just just don't use eBay. Just use <laughs> auction use <Amazon>. site. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, no, just just refer to them as auction site because they are not giving us a kickback when you go to densepixels.com/amazon and buy your one hundred sixty five dollar PS two version of Half Life. Um, we get a little bit of a kickback of that. So when you go to www.densepixels.com/amazon for all of your Amazon purchases, you'll be helping us out. So do it. Hmm. Why, why when I typed, why when I went to densepixels.com slash Amazon and typed Half-Life, the first thing that came up was a sponsored item, and it is a counterfeit detection business-grade currency counter. Because <laughs> the internet is broken, dude. Well, you could buy that, too, from uh, densepixels.com. Slash Amazon. Um, I will tell you where. Yeah, I have to imagine that that Amazon listing is for a new sealed version. Uh, yeah, I think it is yeah. sealed. Yes. Back to my amazing segue. I'll tell you where you cannot buy a copy of Half Life for the PlayStation Two right now, and that's GameStop. Uh, uh-huh. GameStop's had quite a uh, has had quite a tumultuous week, uh, to say the least. So coming down off of the extremely positive news. Uh, that Reggie Fizeme is joining the board of GameStop. Uh, the coronavirus has been not a great situation for GameStop, I would say. So we started last week <clears throat> with many local and state governments uh, closing down non-essential businesses to limit the 
or to flatten the curve, as they say, uh, when you're talking about the coronavirus. And uh, GameStop decided we are an essential business. So we are going to defy the instructions and recommendations of our elected officials and law enforcement in order to stay open during this crisis because people need video games and there's nowhere that you can get them except for GameStop. So, That's it. so they literally uh, said that they, they said, there's a memo that went out saying that if local authorities attempted to shut down the store, uh, they are to inform law enforcement that the company believes that they should be classified as essential retail and therefore is able to remain open during this time. And that got a lot of blowback from folks. Um, the, the, the state of Pennsylvania decided to, uh, fight fire so with, uh, with official power and, uh, pull their business license, uh, which, which kind of forced the stores to, to close down. Uh, and then GameStop came to their senses, uh, or was just tired of the flaming of bad PR. Or more accurately made their money off of Doom Eternal and Animal Crossing. And then they shut down. Also possible. Uh, and decided as of this past Sunday, March 23rd, uh, that their stores would not be open till the general public. Uh, I don't know if they said until further notice or if they set an end date for that. Um, I think it's until further notice. Yeah, they'll have uh, they'll they'll meet you at the door if you order something online beforehand. Um, I think they'll even go out to your car possibly as well. Uh, they've suspended trade-ins, returns, uh, things of that nature that requires an in-store um, – interaction and uh and they're also paying folks who contract uh COVID-19 or uh or you know are carrying it uh two weeks paid uh leave which is uh the right thing to do in this situation but just what a what a what a crazy week uh for our former employer wait you have to get it in order to get the two that's weeks? that's most businesses honestly like most businesses that are giving people paid time off are only giving it to folks who either get it or have an immediate family member um who who gets it as well because they don't want mm-hmm. you spreading it to other people obviously so all right so what do you guys think about the crazy the crazy week that gamestop had over the past seven days or so i'll go first because i feel like carrie is about to fucking blow her her shit um you know, I don't uh, hate this company uh, until maybe now. Um, but, uh, you know, I've never been one that uh, I wouldn't say I would always come to the defense of GameStop, but I get it. Like, they're a company in America, and uh, the bottom line is the almighty dollar. Um, Carrie, you had posted something, um, uh, an email. Uh, from uh, GameStop, you know, internal that said something to the effect of, you know, we got to capitalize on this opportunity or something like that. Yep. And, and I didn't really, I, you know, you were full of, you know, righteousness, but I, I didn't really, I wasn't really all the way there with you because, like, yeah, there's a company in America, you know, like, I, I completely understand it. But, um, then they came out and were like, yeah, we think we're an essential business. 
Yo, no, you're not, yo. Come <laughs> on, man. Like, this, this is just a bit too far. That's yo. some straight buffoonery. That's what that is. <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> like, come on, man. This is this is bullshit, man. Like, who the hell you think you're fooling, yo? And now I can't, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, like, be like, oh, well, you know, capitalize on the business. I kind of get it. But then, yeah, I can't. Now I feel like an idiot for, for not, not coming to their aid, but not forgiving them the benefit of the doubt of the doubt. Right. <laughs> so yeah, fuck off, yo. Yeah, just like everything that they've done over the last, let's say, ten days or so, where they're like, okay, well, you know, we're saying that we're going to make sure that our stores are clean and that we are sending extra sanitary items to the stores. They never fucking did that. They sure said that they were going to do that. Maybe they were eventually going to do that. But as far as the people who I know who still work for GameStop, they never received that. Um, you know, they weren't being given the kind of coverage in the store to handle the volume of people that were in the store, which is, of course, just putting more people at risk because when they say, oh, well, you know, make sure that there's no more than 10 people in the store at the time. Well, it's like there's only one person at the store. They're stuck behind the counter. So what are you going to do? You're going to like have her like leave, leave the fucking counter and like tell someone to get out of the store. Like, how are you actually going to limit the amount of people in the store when you don't have someone who can stand at the door and be the sort of bouncer for that? This whole essential business, complete nonsense, absolute nonsense. Like I understand that GameStop is a company that is, on its deathbed right now in the grand scheme of things. Like we've discussed this. Um, GameStops very much feels like it's on the way out. Uh, and when they hired Reggie, I believe I said on the podcast that like, I hope that they do well. Like I hope that things turn around for them. I no longer hope that I kind of hope that this is the final nail nail in the coffin for them because they have handled this about as poorly as I think you could possibly handle it, just in terms of how you treat your customers, how you treat your employees, and just from a pure PR and marketing perspective. Like, they, it's just a fucking failure across the board. Like, I hope the Animal Crossing and Doom money was worth it, because that's maybe the last large chunk of change you're going to get from folks. So, I mean, like I said, you, you and I had a had a discussion about this cuz uh, about the whole like capitalize on the business thing like i i i'm with Micah there like i didn't pay that any mind that's just like hackneyed corporate speak for make the most of every opportunity that you have with every customer that walks in the door every sales job on the planet you know says things like that or has phrases like that that they use i mean obviously it's an internal memo they're not expecting it to get shared out um you know across everywhere but you're right. Like, like the bridge too far was when you know they decided to hop out and be like, "Well, you know, we are essential business." Actually, to the times that are going on, I'm just like, "Oh, guys, okay." Like, this is a company that you know does whatever it can to stay open during, you know, like heavy snowstorms and this, that, or the other. And but this, this is a a step beyond that. Like, this, this is a severe potential health issue and in retail especially the reason that they close those stores is because you have people coming in you're just every single person that comes in is a possible interaction you have with someone that is carrying 
this this virus that's going around right now. And mm-hmm. you're putting your employees in harm's way. And and again, we know why they're doing it. And and like you guys said, they're struggling right now. I'm not I'm not quite with with Carrie where I hope that the ship goes down in flames because I'm concerned about the people that work there that are just going to be then forced to move on to the next probably shitty retail job working for a potentially shittier company than GameStop um, that is also going to struggle. And, you know, so I don't, I don't really want the ship to go down just because of all the folks that work there that would be out of work um, if, if it did. Um, Look, I, like, I don't want people to lose their jobs, but it's like this, this for me as, as a customer, it's like, I'm never going to fucking spend another penny with GameStop because of how I have seen them treat their employees and by extension their customers during this pandemic like i i and any remaining iota of trust that i had that they had folks best interests in mind that's out the door they obviously don't well i said that that's hard to argue and and i think the pr hit that they took um is not going to not going to help them um we'll have to see if they can Keep it. I mean, they're going to keep it rolling until the new consoles come out, at the very least, and see what happens there. So, due to the product that we carry, that enable and enhance our customers' experience in working from home, we believe GameStop is classified as essential retail and therefore able to remain open during this time. This is. I don't know if you. Well, I, I'm sure Carrie is familiar, and Brad is probably old enough to have seen this show. Well, of this show, it's Batman. It's the Adam West Batman. And whenever they would fight uh, the Riddler, uh, the Riddler would have some innocuous... Robin would be the audience POV, but he would figure out that the riddle is a banana peel in the tailpipe. Like what? Huh? What, like, like that statement that I just read from GameStop's internal memo is Robin levels of logic leaping <laughs> that that I can't, that I just, I do not understand. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, but it's, it's good that they finally came they, uh, around to the right another decision. Release. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. So, uh, Sony decided to, uh, reveal the PlayStation five and a near hour long, uh, video that was basically Mark Cerny against a green screen uh, with like a small stage, you know, conference backdrop, uh, giving this presentation to a CG crowd, which was really just like a silhouette of four people sitting and watching the presentation that looked like real people, but it it wasn't at all. It was the worst episode of MST3K I've ever seen. So, yeah, so... I don't recommend going out of your way to watch this video because it was nearly an hour. Uh, Mark Cerny is not what I would classify as a gifted orator um, to be able to command and hold your attention uh, and and excite you uh, as he talks about the technical specifications of the PlayStation 5. He's very knowledgeable, but Barack Obama, he isn't. Uh, but But I did watch. I did watch this entire presentation. And I learned a lot, um, but it was it was a struggle to get through. It was a struggle to get through, I do admit. So some of the things he talked about are this new ultra-high-speed 
uh, solid state disk drive that the PlayStation is going to have that's going to be able to deliver data at five and a half gigabytes per second, which is insane. Um, and it's the 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 drive is designed to work with the PS5 for optimal performance to the point that if you want to expand the storage with an external drive, you can, but it has to meet certain specifications. Um, otherwise, you're not going to see the performance benefits that the Sony solid state drive does. Um, they have a custom GPU inside the system as well. Um, you know, they, they talked a lot about ray tracing, which I still don't entirely understand. Um, but basically it makes things like water and glass and when light refracts off of things and hair and stuff like that, apparently ray tracing makes all that stuff look really great, uh, in video games. And then they also talked about 3d audio, uh, is in that it's going to be, kind of built in on the console, um, which will be interesting because that opens up kind of 3D audio features to folks that don't necessarily have like high-end headsets, if that makes sense. Because um, right now, if you want 3D audio, you kind of basically have to have a surround sound headset, which, you know, the entry-level ones are around 100 bucks, but it can get pretty fucking costly uh, as you're going. Um it's only 10.3 teraflops on the GPU, guys, not 12 like the Xbox. I know that's going to be an enormous difference uh, that we'll all be able to easily see uh, between the two. But, uh, man, they might as well not even. this means. Uh, right. Well, it's, it's specs on a page. This, this is not. Yeah. This, this, is, this was a presentation that was originally scheduled to be given at GDC, which is yeah. where all the nerds that care about this stuff and understand what it is would be listening to it. Um, this is not the big, like the reveal event that's no, designed for the public. No, this isn't the E3 presentation. Right. This is them talking to developers. And like, I get that. Look, I'm sure the console is going to be neat. I'm not going to buy it at launch because why would I? It's probably not going to be anything out for the first year or so that I'm going to need to run out and buy. Mm -hmm. Um, got a PS4. I'm good. I hope the consoles do well, man. Like I, I, want more fun competition in the video game industry that makes everything better but you gotta you gotta talk to me once you've actually got like a game lineup for your launch mm. Mike, um, did you watch mark cerny's presentation on the playstation 5 uh i i'm i i watched uh i watched someone else watch it uh, <laughs> it's probably more entertaining than watching the presentation it, it really was and it wasn't that more that much more entertaining um i'm sure in a car standing in front of a vio is entertaining um i i just i don't even i i, I just want it i just want I, I just want to know how much it cost how much does it cost that's all i need to know how much does it cost the <laughs> games will come i'll i'll get it and then it'll be obsolete in like two years, not obsolete, but a better one will come out in two years. And then I'll have to determine whether or not I want to have two of the same console in one house. <laughs> um, yeah, just, just give, just, just tell me how much it costs. Tell me how much it costs and when it's coming out. And, uh, cause I, I don't, I don't, I don't dig into specs like that. And, uh, I'm glad you, I'm glad you pointed out that uh the xbox is is technically on paper more powerful um look that's all some some people need and um i laugh at them 
Uh, <laughs> just get them both. Get them both. Stop being broke. Get them both. You're one to talk. I got, I got them. I got them all. And then so, some. Yeah. My so, kid cannot be stopped. That's right. Can't stop, won't stop. <laughs> Even though I probably should stop. Uh, yeah, I'm fine. Just let me know when, when it's coming out and how much it costs. And, and then, I'll, then I'll get excited. Now, I don't care how many. I don't know what a teraflop is. And you don't need to because you're a regular ass dude. <laughs> you just you just you just need to know it makes the graphics real good. That's all you gotta yeah. know. Yeah. Um one thing that Sony's been a little a little muddled in their messaging about has been backwards compatibility. So during this presentation, Mark Sony mentioned that almost all of the one hundred most played PlayStation 4 games will be compatible with the PS5 at launch. People were like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Yo, almost yeah, all of all- the hundred most <laughs> Yeah, so almost all of the 100 games? most played PS4 games. So, 100-ish out of 4,000 Well, no, plus so, 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 they, so they came back two days later once people, you know, once the internet gave them a collective, huh? And uh, Hideaki Nishino, uh, who is with Sony Japan, says, quote, We believe that the overwhelming majority of the 4,000-plus PS4 titles will be playable on PS5, which is basically the same statement, but just on a larger scale, essentially. Yeah, I guess they're <laughs> they're just trying to make sure that everything will function as it needs to, which is whatever. Yeah. Again, no. it's like, there. I, I, and I am more than willing to be wrong, but I highly doubt that there's going to be anything on the PS5 at launch that will make a console at launch. So as far as backwards compatibility is concerned, by the time I am purchasing a PS5, chances are that's no longer going to be a question as far as what is and is not compatible. So the last uh, bit of Sony's news for the week is they have announced, um, and and YouTube was kind of the first in this bandwagon. So new, YouTube said that uh, for the next month or so, uh, standard 480p is going to be the default definition for videos on YouTube to help manage uh, bandwidth. Gross is what I have to say to that. Uh, and Sony's doing something similar. Micah's wife will be fine. <laughs> Micah's <laughs> wife will be fine. Um, but what Sony's doing is in Europe, uh, they're going to be working with ISPs to mat- to slow down their download speeds um, in order to, again, to help ease the, 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 the traffic on Internet service providers. Uh, my question to you guys is how would you even know on a PlayStation 4 if your download speeds were being slowed down any further than <laughs> they actually are? I mean, I would know now because... <laughs> I can I, I downloaded that Call of Duty and like uh, I downloaded it during the show last week and it was yeah. done when I was when I was finished. Um, yeah, I played all of five minutes of that. I, uh, Battle Royale, Royale games are not for me. Um, <laughs> None of this surprises me. Yeah, like of course it, you would download like a fucking two hundred gigabyte game only to play it for seven and a half minutes. Yeah, uh, you're being very generous. Um, <laughs> Um, okay. I mean, that's, that's good. I, I, I don't like watching videos and, uh, 480. 
but I don't know. I mean, you can always I, kick uh, it my, up. My, my, my e, my... Say what? I said you can always kick up the resolution once you're in the video. It just defaults yeah. to 480. So. Yeah, but ugh, gross. I, I know. I, said, I, I, I feel work. the same. I feel the same way. Um, my, uh, I'm working from home after teleconference and, uh, my, uh, my, I, I was feeling myself, you know, my e was, was getting stroked cause everyone that I was working with was like, why is your internet so fast? You're remoting into your laptop and your internet is so fast. I'm like, well, yeah, it's, uh, wow. it's what I do. Let me uh let me take this massive digital penis and show you how it is. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> it's like, wow, you're really t- you're you're you can telework from home every day. I'm like, yeah, I could. I really could. Especially when those daycares open back up. Anyway. So uh bad news f- potentially for some folks and then <laughs> also for retailers. Um Square said that due to uh, the coronavirus pandemic, that the physical release of Final Fantasy VII Remake may be delayed. They might not be able to get the game in stores uh, by the scheduled well, release of April 10th. Open. Right, that's also a problem as well. Uh, they did say uh, that the worldwide release will go ahead on April 10th, meaning that you can still buy the game through digital channels uh, and download it onto your PlayStation 4. Uh, but yeah, so if you're planning on buying a hard copy of, uh, of Final Fantasy VII, you may want to uh, change your plans and pick mm-hmm. up a digital copy uh, on the PlayStation 4 marketplace. Does uh, does GameStop have a, a digital storefront where you can, like, you know, on Amazon, you can buy an, buy a physical copy or buy a code? Does does GameStop do that? Yes, I you can you do. can buy a digital copy on their website, and they will email you uh, the code. They really should be touting that a lot more. Well, they don't they don't want you to times. buy a digital copy though, Micah. They want you to buy a hard copy so that you trade it in later. Uh, so they don't, yeah, make, they, they don't make any model, money yeah. off of that. I mean they make they yeah. make they make some money, but it's they not as much as they make off of a money. I mean, I could tell you exactly what the margin is. I'm not gonna do it on, on the podcast right now, but they but but they definitely make more from a hard copy than they do from a digital copy. I can tell you that for yeah. sure. Mm. Well, I uh, I go back to uh, our earlier episodes, and uh, I, I am I reminisce about how I would never buy digital games. Uh, it was always I want to I want to hold it in my hand. I want to own it, right? And then the second, and I mean, like, like I may have bought two or three physical copies of a game for my PlayStation Four. And it's been all digital all the time. So you people need to to uh, come on with me in the in the wave of the future, and just and just buy your games and bits and boops and gigs and wigs and and <laughs> and they're right there for you. It's easy, and you can play them these the second that the clock strikes midnight. That doesn't sound that's, as fun. That's though. what I did with Animal Crossing. I got, I got bed to get to at midnight. Sorry. Yeah, I, yeah. The <laughs> second I start doing that is when I'm when I'm old, 
<laughs> and I can't and I can't just stay up and and wait for a game. I do that sometimes. And then I start the game, and then 15 minutes later, I'm sleeping in my chair, and it's just like, oh, shit. Yeah, I should have done that. <laughs> so, I don't know that's old. where I'm at, but my sleep schedule is so fucked right now. <laughs> I've been working from home. I've just been like, oh, it's one in the morning. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so last in the news, uh, Minecraft is get, has gotten, or it has gotten, yeah, uh, new content that is education based for the kids uh to assist students that are forced to stay home from school uh during the coronavirus pandemic. So some of the things that they've done um they have new content where you can explore the International Space Station uh in partnership with NASA, which I'm assuming is the inside of the International Space Station but in Minecraft. Uh you can learn to code uh, you can visit famous Washington, D.C. landmarks. You can find and build 3D fractals. Uh, you can learn what it's like to be a marine biologist. And all the content that they put in there, again, it's free, and it'll be available through June 30th. Uh, yeah, but does it look like Minecraft? Most likely, yes. Ugh. But, kid, but yeah. kids don't care. I mean, kids play Minecraft. They're fine with it. I guess. I mean, look... Good, good for Minecraft, man. Like the amount of the amount of kids stuck at home, um, and the amount of parents who are desperately trying to teach their kids just anything at home. I'm sure the ability to be like, "Yo, play Minecraft," and like learn how to code for half an hour. You know, that's I'm sure uh, a welcome respite for a lot of folks who are stuck at home right now. I mean, hey, they're doing something, you know. Yeah. What I mean? but, uh, More than a lot of other companies are doing. Yeah, like uh, Java's Ubisoft has for their uh, for their Assassin's Creed games. They have this like this little, um, you know, all the Assassin's Creed games take place in some different time period, and some of the later ones. They have like the educational 3D walkthrough where you can walk along. It's like a digital museum. You can walk along and, you know, see things and uh, uh, from the era that you're yeah. playing. So, yeah, I, I'm not mad at it. I'm mad that it's Minecraft and it's going to look like these blockheads. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, hey, you know, they're doing something. They're trying to educate the kids. Yep. Um, if you want to be educated, I don't know how to, I don't, I don't know how to transition from that. Go to YouTube.com slash dense pixels. You can see us, uh, and you can see Carrie wearing her, her Spike Lee, uh, glasses. Uh, Spike Lee wears these, these types of frames. Uh, yes, Spike Lee. dollars on Zenny. Well, I really wanted to get my Spike Lee glasses. I'd get my yellow pair. Yeah, yeah. Um, you could see Brad in in all of his uh, bearded, mustached glory, uh, and you can see myself wearing uh, a baseball tee that my wife had made for me for our son's uh, first birthday because his initials are MVP, and we are the coach. We are his coaches. Uh, you can see all of that and more 
I was going to say, Micah, this is like, it's such a dad look for you. <laughs> like, like really, really high key dad fashion happening today. All, all frame is his number one dad uh, mug filled with crystal lights. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yes, you can see all of that and more at YouTube.com slash Dense Pixels. Uh, while you're there. Because uh, you're, you're probably looking at that on your phone, right? So not, while not, on, there, not on YouTube, though. Just on the internet. Yeah, on the internet as a whole. Uh, uh, go to you can you can you can. Uh, what the fuck am I doing? Look, struggling. That's what you're doing. Yeah, it's this it's this light that's right in my face, but I have to use it otherwise I'll wash myself out uh, <laughs> or so. Uh, look. You can subscribe to us. You can subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse. You can subscribe to Black on Black Cinema. You can subscribe to Coming Distractions. You can subscribe to the first hour of Look Forward, all for free. All you have to do is go to your local pod catching device and subscribe to each and every one of those shows while you are there. Write a review, a positive one. A positive one. It, it, it has to be five stars. We we need more of those now. Go to subscribe to the Nerdpocalypse and write a five star review. Subscribe to Black on Black Cinema and write a five star review. The next movie, uh, I can't tell you what the next movie is, but it ain't great. Um, subscribe to Coming Distractions, even though there's no not going to be one able, for a while. <laughs> no one's able to go see any movies for a while. <laughs> You can listen to what we thought of previous movies, and you know what? We'll probably uh, we'll probably do reviews for the digital movies that are coming out uh, because of the uh, coronavirus, things like Bloodshot and The Hunt, and things of that nature. So, uh, subscribe to Coming Distractions and leave a five star review, and go to Look Forward. Uh, subscribe to Look Forward. And leave a five-star review. Now, look, here's the thing we've looked forward. You only get the first hour of that. That's a two-hour show, sometimes two and a half if, you know, these guys are feeling randy. If you want the rest of that of that show, and trust me, you do, you're going to have to go to densepixels.com slash premium. There you can sign up for our premium slate of shows for $5 a month or $50 a year. You get the full episode of Look Forward. And the last half is b- even better than the first, if you can believe it. You get the airing of grievances, the Seinfeld review show. Look, we just did two because we ain't got nothing else to do. <laughs> you guys, you guys might be able to wrap that by the time this this whole situation. Right, over. that's what I'm saying. I'm gonna try and, like I said, I'm gonna try and get uh, keep these things uh, coming. So we got two in the can: uh, the hot tub and the soup Nazi. Come on, man. Come on. It's the soup Nazi, guys. Who doesn't want to revisit that show, that episode, and then listen to us talk about it? Uh, No Time to Bleed. Look, we got a No Time to Bleed movie picked out. We, we, I have seen it, and we are going to schedule a recording for it this weekend. Oh, my God. I was was invited to be on this recording. (laughs) I declined. That's how... (laughs) That's how atrocious the movie that is being recorded for No Time to Bleed is going to be. Oh, we'll do it offline. 
Uh, Jay, Jay, Jay dropped a teaser uh, in the in the TNP Studios fan group uh, about right. what it's going to be. That's um, right. We are the correct gender and racial makeup of the, <laughs> of the cast of that movie uh, because three is a prime number. Uh, and like I said before, you get the you get the four episodes of uh, look forward the look forward political podcast. But the piece, the piece de resistance, the reason you should pay your five dollars a month or even better fifty dollars for the full year, the men with the golden tongues. Wow! It's and here time. I thought you were going to talk about my show. I mean, I don't no, know why no. I thought that. You're the icing. Look, you're the cherry on top. That's that's fair. Plus, I need plus I need to 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 redo the the copies and and move it further up so <laughs> yeah. that I can so that I don't forget it because <laughs> it's still new. The men with the golden tongues are are a spy James Bond review uh, uh, podcast, and the the cherry on top, brand new, brand spanking new, so brand new that I forgot it. <laughs> Upstage conversation. Yeah. Uh, uh, Carrie is it's Carrie's brand new show, ta- uh, reviewing movie musicals. Uh, look, Carrie, mm-hmm. I, I I I I bought the movie that we're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you have it, but um, if you if you don't, I can lend it to you. Okay. But I <laughs> but I kind of but I kind of ha- you've seen the movie before, right? Bits and pieces. Yeah. You know the Here's ending. The thing. I've seen I've seen the stage show twice. Uh, I haven't actually seen the film start to finish in a single sitting before. So. Oh, I'm very curious about the ending of mm-hmm. the stage show because the film. Well, look, we'll get into that a little. Yeah, later. We'll, we'll save it. A little later. Yeah. But you're gonna you're gonna want to listen because it's gonna be amazing. It's gonna be a good app. Yeah. So densepixels.com/slash/premium. If you get all this and more. Uh, and go to go to your favorite podcatching app. I use uh, because I'm a rube, and uh, I use what's easy. Um, I use, and I have an iPhone, which you know is for dummies. I use the podcast one because it says podcasts on it, so that's what I use. And and Podbean, I use Podbean for our stuff, and the Apple Podcast for all the stuff that doesn't really like matter. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> So, um, as far as our like our main topics of the week, all all we can really think about is what's going on right now. So, how are we feeling? Doesn't matter if it's gaming. Doesn't matter if it's not gaming. Uh, how are we feeling with everything going on right now? Because I got to tell you guys, it's fucking weird right mm-hmm. now. Like the world is a weird place. This is easily the first time that something on this scale has had. Like people keep trying to fucking compare this shit to H1Z1 and trying to compare this shit to Ebola. It's it's it is so far beyond or that. Or H1N1? Well, but we weren't alive yeah. for that. That was, that was yeah. 100 years ago. Like we have no basis know. of comparison Spanish for that. That's probably closer, honestly, like to to what's happening right now or at least as far as the 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 strength and the response of this. Right. Um so it's weird. It's 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 weird the Lack of speed to which uh, the federal government responded that was then immediately juxtaposed by the 
insane speed by which state governments responded when it was clear that they which needed some to. state governments have responded correct some state governments have responded we're in a state that responded pretty quickly well that's why it's weird because people yeah. and, and also like for uh, there's a lot of stories about how you know first of all get 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 your, get the millennials name out your mouth when you're when you're talking about people that are acting up that's that. That's the Gen Z folks that are. You, you uh, got uh, sort of both ends of the spectrum here. You got boomers out there who are like, I don't think this is real. This is something that the Democrats made up to make Trump look bad. And then you've got the Zoomers out there who are like, okay, but what if we went to spring break and got drunk on the beach anyway? <laughs> so. But I. But I've been at, at least anecdotally, like amongst people that I know, um, I've been impressed with how. Seriously, people are taking this and how disciplined people are being in not being stupid um, during this time. I could say that at least. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't because I have members of my own damn family that just can't sit in the house. Um, my mother, who has multiple sclerosis uh just has never been the type of person to sit in the house and uh we've uh my sister has caught her you know going out to the store you don't need anything uh my father who is 68 69 something like that my parents older than your parents jesus like christ you. my parents old as shit <laughs> Um, they, uh, he's been, he went, he went to the store. Like they just don't, my sister who, uh, still has to work, uh, which sucks. Um, and even my wife who, who, uh, just, just, she's incredibly smart, but like she's an independent black woman. You no, know, don't nobody tell her what to do. Uh, she has gone out a couple times and I've begged and pleaded for her to just, let's just chill. Let's just tell. It sucks. We can walk around the neighborhood, but, you know, let's not go to the store. So people don't respect it. And, um, you know, people are going to people are going to regret it, I think. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Um, my mom is uh, about to turn 70. Um, and I had to sort of whine at her to, like not fucking go out of the house. And like from, from her perspective, I can understand why it's like that much more difficult to like not leave the house. Cause my dad and my sister are in Tennessee right now. Um, because they're supposed to be my sister's in grad school and my dad's teaching. And, um, they're supposed to be handling their classes right now and everything's online, but they're still like physically in Tennessee right now. Uh, I don't know when they're going to make the drive back up. Um, it may be sooner rather than later, but it means that like my mom's in her house by herself. Um, so I can understand why she would go a little stir crazy, a little quicker than normal. But my mom is also a complete busybody. That's where <laughs> I get it from. Uh, and so I've, I've had to have a few conversations with her where I have to be like, not to, not to like get on your case about like your age, but like you are in a group of people demographically that is you know being hurt in a more severe fashion uh 
at least when it comes to hospitalizations and whatnot. My mom was just in the hospital a fucking month ago with like super severe food poisoning. And I'm just like, what are you fucking doing? You don't need anything from Costco. Why are you leaving the house? Um, so she's at least, you know, at least to get out of the house, she's like taking walks by herself and like picking up trash on the road and stuff like that, just to like keep herself busy and doing good for the community. Um, but yeah, it drives me, drives me fucking nuts. My dad, my dad is at least has my sister like physically in the house to like yell at him when he's trying to leave the house. (laughs) But he's also like in a really high key dad move. Like when they went to get groceries, all he bought was like cereal and almond milk and had to very quickly come to the realization that that wasn't going to cut it. Um, (laughs) So he, of course then had to go back to the store, but yeah, like I, I worry about my parents um, just because again, like my mom was in the hospital a month ago and my dad had major heart surgery less than two years ago. So it's like, my parents are older. I I want them to be around for as long as possible. So I want them to, I don't know, listen to the scientists and the authorities who are saying, hey, don't fucking leave your house. Um, but yeah, it's, it's very strange. I've been working from home um, for more than a week now. I started last Monday and it's strange. Like my sense of time is just completely gone. Like I, I have to get up and like tell myself like, okay, like today is Tuesday. This is what I have to do today. Um, I'm still setting an alarm. I'm still trying to get up at the time I would normally get up. Um, even though I'm not going to bed at the same time. So I'm just like tired all the time. I don't like being in the house all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, from my perspective, like as a musician, like it, it really sucks. Cause like I play in the Baltimore gamer symphony orchestra that's postponed indefinitely. Now we don't know if either of our spring shows are going to happen. Um, the first one at this point, probably not. Um, the second one's at the end of May, maybe things will have improved enough by then for us to have that show. Uh, I was going to be playing bass and a production of hair and getting paid a good chunk of money to do it. And now I'm just like, well, that's not happening. I'm not getting paid for that anymore. That sucks. Um, so yeah, it just fucking blows, man. Like it's really deflating. I think more than anything else. Yeah. For me, like I've, I've been very lucky in that I haven't had to really change my routine very much. I'm still going to work. Um, so that's, you know, that's still normal. So is my wife. Um, we're lucky in that my in-laws are both retired, so they're able to watch our son, uh, every day, uh, who is of course not in school. He's really my only concern. Um, not because of the virus, but with schools closed and quite possibly closed for the rest of the year, um, with no real plan from, you know, school officials on what they're going to do about that. If that's the case, it's kind of hard to make a plan when you don't know when the end date of this situation is going to be um, is I'm worried about what's going to happen with him with that. Because I've, I've mentioned before on the show, my son has special needs. Um, he's in a, you know, a program specifically suited for him and not having that routine um, can sometimes lead to kids like him, like regressing educationally. Yeah. So we're trying everything we can to keep him learning um, while he's out of school, but at the same time, it's difficult to 
do that because when he doesn't have the structure of school in place and we, when he's at grandma and grandpa's, he's like, oh, it's fun time and I can watch, you know, I get my tablet time to watch my YouTube kids videos and, you know, this, that, or the other. So it's a little bit harder to rein him in um, when he's not in the, in the school environment. So that's, that's pretty much the only thing that I'm like concerned about at this point. I would say. I, uh, I need, uh, I need some games to play also. Yeah. I mean, uh, there's no way to transition out of that, but I need some (laughs) games to play. Yeah. That's the thing too. Like it's, it's been, um, I haven't wanted to dive into games. Like a lot of folks are really diving into video games, which is cool. Um, but I haven't found the, uh, the need for that yet. So again, again, probably it's probably because my, I haven't had to change a whole hell of a lot. I mean, I've been playing Animal Crossing a lot, but I would say that the amount of time that I'm spending on video games at large hasn't really increased that much. Um, Try not to burn myself out on it. Like Mm -hmm. I've been trying to trying to listen to records. Um, I've been I'm very glad that I have Ring Fit Adventure at home because I can still get in cardio with that and still feel like I'm doing something exercise wise cause the gyms are closed. So, uh, on days where the weather's nicer, I've been trying to take walks just to, just to get exercise. Basically. Um, I've been trying real hard to lose some weight and I started to see some good progress and then fucking everything's closed. <laughs> so I feel like I, you know, sitting inside all day like i can i can still eat better but if i'm not getting the exercise that i need because i don't have really anything in the way of home gym equipment i have like one 15 pound kettlebell and a yoga mat i'm sure someone will listen to this and be like here's 25 different exercises you can do with just a kettlebell and a yoga mat and you know maybe that'll help but yeah i don't know it's just like it sucks like it for for me like i i'm a pretty social person um and it's like i love my husband but i would like to see some people other than my husband <laughs> mm. um i just like i i feel i guess a little a little trapped and all of my usual extracurriculars save for the podcasts basically are no longer there so mm-hmm. um adjusting to working from home full time has been weird Um, I think the one thing I've been able to do really well is make sure that I have like, I have my work hours and I have my off hours and, you know, folks who have been calling me on off hours, I have to like make the conscious decision to like, let that stuff go to voicemail and I will take care of it when I'm clocked back in on my work hours the next day. Because if I don't have like the mental separation between like I'm at work and I'm at home because like this, where I am physically right now is where I'm working from home. So it's, it's not like I can have, you know, my work corner of the house that I can then leave and go to the rest of the house. Like this is just sort of where I am all day. And, um, yeah, I feel like if, if I allow the, the line between work and the rest of my life, to become blurred, then I will absolutely lose my mind <laughs> being in here all day. Cause then I'll feel like I'm always at work, you know? Welcome to, um, the United States patent and trademark office. That's the feeling you get. Like uh, they, their big thing is, Oh, you can work from home, but you have certain quotas that you have to meet and they increase every two weeks. So you're pretty much working from home 
because your commute is time that you could be reviewing a patent. Mm -hmm. It's the worst job in the world. <laughs> well, Mike, good news. Uh, you only have to wait a couple more days for video games because the Predator uh, trial is this weekend, I think. Do I have to purchase no, anything? I think it's just free to check out, basically. All right. I'll do that. So. Maybe we'll make a thing of it this week. This, this week, yeah, Who why knows? not? Sure. So, yeah, but like I said, I just wanted to check in because I've been wanting to kind of talk a bit about it with someone other than my wife. Um, because that's because again, like like Gary, you said you're cooped up with your husband. And that's all you see, and Micah the same way. Yeah, I'm in the same boat too. Like I said, I see my wife, I see my son, and I see uh, my mother-in-law for ten minutes in the morning. During the week, and that's yep. about it. So, <laughs> I'm I'm glad for the power of the internet. I'm glad that I can, um, kind of like that Netflix party app has been, I guess, fucking broken because it's been overloaded with so many people using it. Um, so, but I've been watching stuff on Netflix with friends via Discord and stuff like that. So it's just like even just to hear someone else's voice besides mine and my husband's is. Mm -hmm choice. Um, I have to take my mom to some small medical procedure this Friday and I'm like, oh thank fucking God I have a reason to leave the house. Like I mean even though I'm like literally driving her to a clinic and like sitting in a waiting room for a half hour. I will say digital content providers have been doing a very good job. Um a lot of folks are making certain services free or you know have trials. Um I don't know if you guys saw Micah like WWE Network is now basically free to everyone while this shit is going on. Like, to the point mm -hmm. where I was thinking, like, oh, what if we do, like, a classic WrestleMania, like, watch-along with the fan group, and we'll talk about it on Facebook like we do when we're watching an actual pay-per-view, that kind of thing. So, because people are trapped, so that might be a fun thing to, to go about and do. So, who knows <laughs> if this thing lasts a while. Isn't um, ESPN, like, actually showing old WrestleManias for, like, the They next are, yeah, weeks? for the next three Sundays. They're showing uh, a selection of matches from uh, – they did WrestleMania 30 this past weekend. I think this weekend's 32. And then uh, the weekend after that will be uh, last year's WrestleMania. All right. So so they're, so they're doing that stuff, too. Um, but, yeah, so like I said, just keep yourselves busy as best you can out there. Um, and we'll do what we can here to, to keep you entertained where we can. Uh, as as things go along um but that's it for this podcast um go to densepixels.com slash fans join the fan group in there uh make sure like mike said make sure you subscribe no matter what podcast app you use uh subscribe to our youtube channel youtube.com slash densepixels and as soon as we're done this uh we are recording the gamestop episode uh which will be titled as jay suggested beyond the register uh, where we talk about our wow. trials and tribulations with GameStop. However, this is going to be a one-shot premium episode. So if you want to listen to it uh, and you're not a premium member, go to densepixels.com slash premium. Uh, at least sign up for the $5 one-month trial so that when we release this, which will be sometime in the next week or so, uh, we'll let you know and you can listen to it. And then you can binge the shit out of whatever premium content you can. Uh, during that one month period and if you like what you see maybe stick around and give us $50 and be a subscriber uh, for the next year so we got that um, coming at you but that is it for this podcast thank you guys very much for listening and watching we will see you all the next time thanks see you <laughs>